Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, there are a couple names being added to the list of potential candidates to be the next Lakers head coach. And there are apparently still some some current concerns coming from within the Lakers about their ability to spend. Oh boy. Let's start with the coaching search and where it stands right now. Uh, apparently, Dan Wojcicki of the LA Times got some intel on the direction that the Lakers might be looking here. Here's what he had to say. Quote, those in the league with knowledge of the situation expect Toronto's Nick Nurse, Philadelphia's uh, Doc Rivers, and Utah's Quinn Snyder to be candidates should they become available. Former Portland coach Terry Stotts, former Oklahoma City coach Scott Brooks, former Lakers coach Mike Brown, and Utah assistant Alex Jensen might also be considered. Same for Juwan Howard, who interviewed in 2019, although sources told the Times that his intention is to continue coaching Michigan, where two of his sons play or will play. All right, so the new names that are being that have been added there is Jensen and... Uh, it's kind of interesting the direction here that they might be going in. You see a lot of former head coaches. Jensen obviously has never been a head coach before. It's Jensen especially kind of stuck out to me because of the reports that Quinn Snyder was made a little colder to the Lakers as a potential landing spot because of the way things ended with Frank Vogel. The Lakers clearly appear to potentially like the direction that Utah has gone in in reference to a couple uh, strategic aspects of the way they've been run. And maybe they think of Jensen as the next best thing should Quinn Snyder turn them down and either stay at Utah or go to San Antonio if Greg Popovich retires. Um, the other names here that, that kind of stuck out to me, Terry Stotts, um, is an offensive mind. So I that would be an interesting one. If not, to be the head coach, but maybe to be added to the, you know, a bench whenever a head coach is chosen. Uh, there were also throughout that article that Dan Wojcicki wrote for the LA Times, which by the way, you should read. Uh, but there were also some mentions that there are concerns over meddling from up top um, without, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and read between the lines here. That's a Rambus thing, I think. Um, I know that the front office was telling, you know, the, the and, and Dan Wakey wrote about this, that they were telling uh, Ty Lue kind of who they wanted to be on his uh, coaching staff. In this case, this is where the Lakers need to just hire the best person available and get the out of the way. <laughs> just get out. Just, just uh, Rob, Rambus, Kurt, whatever, you guys don't know what you're doing to the extent that a current NBA head coach, and especially one that you would hope to, to hire at the top of your list of candidates here, those people know what they're doing to a endlessly greater extent than you currently do. So stop with the meddling. Let them hire their staff, give them the contract they want, and then just go away for a bit. Go handle the other stuff that you have a lot of other work to do. Just go do that. I also found it interesting here that Scott Brooks's name is coming up. Uh, the Lakers apparently tried to get him on their assistant coaching staff this last year and were outbid by the giant conglomerate Portland Trailblazers. Um, that would have, I would have thought, kind of ironed some of the wrinkles that they saw with the Russell Westbrook situation. Um, 
uh, again, he, he winds up in, in Portland, and it would be really, really funny if the Lakers hire Scott Brooks after trading Russell Westbrook. That would be certainly an interesting uh, path to take there. The other thing, too, is if Scott Brooks is hired, I kind of wonder if that might signal that the Lakers might not like the some of the conversations that they've had regarding moving Russ, and they're just going to try to make the best out of the situation with Russ this year. If you heard the lowdown from Friday, I would not be thrilled with that direction. All this said, it's really, really early in the coaching search, and this is something that Rob Palenka has said they are going to take their time with. The other thing, too, is while these playoff teams are playing and they're still active, they can't do much to talk to coaches of those teams. So they're going to have to wait for Toronto to get eliminated to then ask permission to talk to Nick Nurse. They would do the same with Doc Rivers and the same with Quinn Snyder. So, uh, and, and Jensen, I think for that matter. So they can always ask, but I would imagine that, you know, that there's going to be some waiting that they have to do here. And, and look, this is always the case with coaches that you would want. Normally, Coaches that you would want are doing good things with the teams as they are currently employed, and coaches who are unemployed are usually in that situation for a reason. So the Lakers are going to have to wait this out a little bit and then hopefully make their decision before they go into the draft recruiting cycle, or not recruiting, but but draft analysis cycle, and, and not have Miles Simon run those workouts again. Another bit kind of woven into the uh, article that Dan Wakey again wrote for the LA Times. Here's what uh, this graph kind of, as you would imagine, caught my attention. Quote, there are again concerns about front office influence and staffing and decision making, like I just talked about. Following lost revenues from the pandemic, a meager one-year extension for Vogel and a refusal to go deeper into luxury tax to keep Alex Caruso last offseason in free agency, some people with knowledge of the situation have financial concerns, end quote. If this is a dance that we're going to have to do year in, year out, where the Lakers have things that they want to do, but wind up not doing them for financial concerns, like you would think, and, and, and look, this is one, you know, one little report um, that is a part of a much bigger one. But still, uh, the Lakers should have last year learned a really important lesson. And it's that you can try to save money on the front end, but a lot of times you wind up costing yourself money on the back end where the Lakers said, well, we don't want to spend the luxury tax money it would take to keep Alex Caruso. And after that, they miss the playoffs and they forego all of the playoff revenue that they could have had had they kept him. Um, not saying that Alex Caruso turns around this season and and they are simply with his presence 20 wins better and are you know thoroughly embedded in the playoff picture. That's not that's not necessarily how this plays out, but they would have been better. And if you add Alex Caruso in there and it allows you to not rely on Russell Westbrook to the same extent. Does it get you 10 extra wins? Does it get you into the seven seat? Like, like where does it, where does it actually put you here? And, and, you know, if the Lakers are again, uh, 
you know, and, and by the way, in that same report, Dan Wojcicki reported that Ty Lue, uh, was offered three years, 18 million, and he wound up taking five years, 35 million from the Clippers. And that's, by the way, a very fair deal for a former championship head coach who has the resume and cachet that Ty Lue does. Uh, it by again foregoing that amount of money they wind up with a lesser coach in Frank Vogel and we saw how that play out not just in terms of results and and all of that and and what could have been different this year but also in terms of you know does does LeBron remain bought in a little longer do the Lakers feel the need to offer only a one-year extension to to Ty Lue in the way that they offered a one-year extension to Frank Vogel like all of those things, you have these ripple effects from poor decisions, and it just can it just continues to spread across the organization. Um, I think here with with the Lakers and their next head coach, they are seriously going to have to rethink their approach of saving money on the front end, um, as it has already cost them a bunch of money on the back. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, we have a Fun week ahead of you guys. We already, everybody who adopted a team has seen that team uh, play at least one playoff game to this point, except Raj and his Clippers. He's going to have to inherit or adopt a different team that was actually a playoff team. Just bad choice there, Raj. Come on. And then uh, we are going to, you know, just keep looking ahead. We are going to continue to get reports about this coaching search, about some of the direction that the Lakers are going to be looking to go in personnel-wise. There have been zero leaks whatsoever about uh, any kind of change in approach in the front office that is consistent with the things that we have heard uh, basically at the end of the season and then heading into the offseason. So it looks like this is the Lakers kind of brain trust that has to burn themselves or, or blaze themselves a path forward uh, whether they can or they cannot I'm a little iffy but we're going to watch them try and offer you guys every update as they do until tomorrow I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one